Welcome to the Investing Tutor Podcast, the show for professionals looking to master the most up-to-date strategies needed to build wealth and provide a stable financial future. Here's your host, Dr. Hans Boateng. Hey friends, Dr. Hans here, the Investing Tutor. And as always, I have an incredible episode for you today. So joining us on today's podcast is Danny. He's a 14-year-old investor. And um, I'm just so delighted to have him here. He might probably be the youngest uh, person to join us on the podcast. So without further ado, you all help me welcome Danny. Hey, Danny. Hi. Man, I was... um, Super excited for our conversation today uh, because you don't have a lot of 14-year-olds who have investment portfolios. So what age did you start investing? Um, Probably around like late 13. Late 13. What piqued your interest to want to know about investing and stocks and all of that? Well, there's this a couple apps online that I found while I was just browsing the app store on Apple. So I got the app, the two apps, Stockpile and Busy Kid on the app store. Busy Kid is a chore app that allows any money you've earned to go into stocks, which you can buy and sell and check their growth. And then you can go into Stockpile and do exactly what Busy Kid does, but you can monitor the growth, get notifications on the growth, and buy and sell as well. This is fascinating. So you stumbled upon investing just through the app store. Yeah. Wow. So I'm guessing you go to your parents and you're like, hey, mom and dad, I want to start buying stock or stocks. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I found an interest straight off into it. I don't know. Mm. I just found out that it was cool and that I could try it and see how it goes. And my parents were okay with it. So we tried it and have been doing it ever since. Wow. So what were some of the stock or stocks that you purchased first? And did you use BusyKid or Stockpile both? Uh, I used both. <laughs> I started off with buying, obviously, Amazon, because that's what we bought all of our stuff off of at the time. <laughs> and then I started to evolve over to Apple and I just went to Disney with my friend, so I decided to buy Disney, mm. but that was before COVID hit. So that, it was a bit, really big company, mm-hmm. and I decided to buy a couple of those stocks, and they've been doing good. I haven't sold any, but I recently just bought Tesla. You recently just bought Tesla, and we're definitely going to dive into talking about Tesla. It's fascinating, Danny, because you are investing in things that you 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 either visit, so Disney, you visited Disney, so you wanted Disney stock. Mm -hmm. You notice that probably mom and dad purchased from Amazon and you probably ordered from Amazon. So then you wanted Amazon stock. Most people don't think this way, but that is the right way to think. So how did you know to want to purchase um, stocks of companies that you know that, that you're going to use or that people use? Like, how did you connect the dots to figure that out? <laughs> well, I noticed a lot of people were going towards all these companies. Like everyone, most people in America buy Apple phones. 
and iPads and Macs and all of their products. So clearly people must want that. So they must be making a lot of revenue. Yes. And then again, that's the same thing with Disney. A lot of people go to their parks. Well, not right now, but a lot of people did go to their parks Mm -hmm. and rode the attractions, paid for memberships and did all that. So I assume people like Disney and that's the same thing with Amazon. It is so true. If the average person understood what you just said, they would be able to build a tremendous amount of wealth. Yeah. I mean, you're, you started investing at age 13 and you're telling me something that 30 and 40 year olds don't understand. This is phenomenal because Danny, think about it from um, the standpoint of someone who hasn't stumbled upon investing, right? That person might look at Apple, Amazon, Disney stock, and because they don't understand it, they're going to be like, oh, how do I buy it? What is going to happen to my money if I buy it? And they might say, oh, investing is risky. But that same 30 or 40-year-old, if you were to tell them, would you like to work at Apple or Amazon? What would they say? Probably yes. Absolutely. So how come they can commit their careers to this company, but they don't want to own their stock or they think their stock is risky? You see, it's because they don't understand what you just said, which is that if a company is selling products or services and people want those products and services, they are going to do well over time because their revenues will continue to grow, right? So that's just absolutely phenomenal. So Tesla, when did you add Tesla to your portfolio? Um, I think I added it a couple months ago because they came out, I'm pretty sure they came out with a new model. Mm. So I looked at all the features on their website and saw that it was self-driving and that zero to 60. Mm -hmm. And I just thought most people want to go modern and they're probably going to buy it. Elon Musk is doing a good job showing off his showing off its products mm-hmm. and people are buying them mm-hmm. and there's soon to be a release of a new Tesla car. That's a good budget, 25,000 around there yep. so that everyone will be able to have a self-driving car. And I thought I could just buy Tesla, see how it does and then just go for it. And that is, I mean, I'm still just blown away. What do you think about Elon Musk? I think he's very intelligent. He went from zero to a hundred pretty fast after he went, <laughs> got out of college. He started up as a little mini business and then went for Tesla and it's been growing ever since. It really has. Um, he also has SpaceX, which is, you know, creates just rocket rockets yeah. <laughs> partnership with NASA. He also has Starlinks, which is a business that beams internet from outer space. Mm-hmm. So that's a relatively new business. Um, man, he does so much. So, so much. Most people don't realize that. Oh, by the way, before we dive into Solar City, which is a part of Tesla, um, today we got the opportunity to you know go around and test drive at Tesla. What do you think? What was the experience like for you? Like, what do you think about Tesla's now? <laughs> I think they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the new features. I saw that it could park itself. You could summon it. It'll drive itself. Zero to 60. 
which is really fun. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just so many new features. And you can even, uh, all the features are straight on your phone. So you don't need to have a key or anything. I think that experience of actually seeing and, 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 and driving the car really solidifies the investment thesis. Yes. Because many individuals were investing in Tesla when it was a few hundred dollars. So maybe, and obviously this was before the stock split. So before the stock split, it was trading at about $100, $200 a share. And the individuals who had the car back then, they had the experience, right, that we had today. And they are able to know the future of Tesla. So then for them, they were buying a ton of shares in the company because they've, they've seen the product, they've experienced it, so it creates a conviction. Yeah, our experiences define our thoughts. Oh, wow. What has it been like as a 14-year-old investor? Has the market treated you well? Have you noticed growth in your portfolio? Yeah, talk to me about that. Um, I've noticed significant growth in my... I like the word significant. (laughs) (laughs) You all, 14-year-old investor talking about significant growth. And do you know why he's had significant growth? Because he invests in companies that he understands, right? He is not randomly picking companies. He's not buying a company because his friend told him to buy a company. He is buying and investing in companies that he understands and sees. So it makes sense for him. Okay, but please, Danny, continue. So your experience um, in terms of growth. Yeah, so the growth has been... A large amount. Mm-hmm. There have been stocks I bought on the side mm-hmm. that have failed mm-hmm. and that have not raised any growth, have actually lost me money. Okay, let's talk about some of them. Yeah, so I bought it when it was low mm-hmm. and a couple, like, I don't know, a month later, it went up and then it went down and then it constantly declined. Mm. And what I did is I decided to sell it and put more into Netflix because that was high. Yes. Which... You should always invest when it's lower because I invested when it was high and then it went down and I lost money on Netflix. Mm. But now instead of selling it, I learned from my mistake of Hulu because it went back up. I put more money in the Netflix when it was low and now it's way back up and I've earned well over 50 bucks off that. Phenomenal. So yes, the principal rule is you try and buy low or you buy when the price is below average, like we've learned today, which we'll discuss shortly, how to analyze an investment. And you consistently invest more over time, right? So whenever you have additional capital, then you're going to be able to buy more of those investments that you, you love and understand. So when it comes to investing, there's nothing wrong with... Um, with seeing some losses, especially in the short term. When we're investing, Danny, we are investing for the long term. So we're looking at a company now and we're saying to ourselves, is this company going to be worth more in the future? That's all that we're saying. So it makes things very simple. What do? How do we know a company would be worth more in the future? 
for a company to be worth more in the future, it needs to be able to sell more of its products and services. Yeah. So Tesla, as we discussed on our drive today, Tesla is manufacturing how many vehicles per year? 500,000. 500,000. Splendid. And I said that by 2025, the estimate is that it's going to be one to sell around 4 million cars. And then I said by 2030, right, 10 years from now, Elon Musk has a plan of selling how many cars per year? 20, 20 million. 20 million cars per year. So imagine going from 500,000 cars right now in 2020 to 20 million cars being sold a year. Is like, do you see that exponential growth? Yes. So individuals like yourself, mm-hmm. a Tesla investor, a 14-year-old Tesla investor, who comes in and invests, sure, the stock can dip in the short term because the stock market is, is volatile. It goes up, it comes down in the short term. But over the long term, it's always going to move in the direction of the revenue of the company. If the company is making more in revenue, the stock will keep on trending upwards, right? So always have that long-term mentality and don't let short-term volatility bother you or, or concern you. So Hulu was eventually acquired by uh, Disney. <laughs> so Disney now owns Hulu. So if you wanted to get exposure to this, uh, to Hulu or Disney Plus, if you change your mind, mm-hmm. um, that would be uh, you know the stock to look into. This oh, you already own Disney. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, and especially with the Disney Plus, yes. they're pairing with several other companies. Yes. As if maybe some people know Epic Games. Epic, yes, yeah, they have paired with Disney Plus. To, yeah, to offer a three-month subscription mm-hmm. for free for buying for buying a Disney Plus subscription, you get in-game stuff, and for buying stuff in-game, you get Disney Plus subscription. So it's a back and forth. I never knew that. Yeah, so they're growing. Disney is partnering with Epic to grow their each each other businesses. Wow, that is huge. So Disney had a projection of subscribers. And they wanted to reach, I believe, either 70 million subscribers or 100 million subscribers by 2023. Yeah. And the report just came out that right now, so Disney Plus was launched around January of this year, 2020. And in just about eight, nine months, Disney Plus has 73 million subscribers. Wow. Yes. Now, let me, let me give you some information which I think would be valuable for you as you look at the future in terms of your Disney stock mm-hmm. as part of your portfolio. So let's look at this. This is another way to be able to analyze the growth potential of a stock. So right now, we said that there are 73 million subscribers on Disney, right? Mm-hmm. In the U.S., I don't know if you know this, the number of um, the population in the U.S. is 340 million people, okay. right? Let's let's estimate and say that 
each household, we have, let's say, about 110 million households, right? That's just an estimate. Okay. Okay. So then if each household was to subscribe to Disney Plus, you're looking at close to 100 million subscribers, right? Now, Disney is a global brand. Mm -hmm. So Disney is not limited to the U.S. Yes. There are 1 billion people in China. Mm -hmm. There are 1 billion people in India. Mm -hmm. There are several billion in Africa, Mm -hmm. right? So you begin to look across the globe and you're like, oh, Disney is worth 73. No, not worth. Disney has 73 million subscribers now. Yes. As 5G, which is the internet connectivity, is slowly proliferating across the world, meaning that everyone with a smartphone, Mm -hmm. TV, and kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's do that projection. There are 7 billion people in the world. Let's assume that only 3 billion have access to internet. Okay. Out of the 3 billion... Let's say half of them have kids. Mm -hmm. So how many uh, people would have kids, you know, have kids globally? So we're saying 3 billion have access to internet. Yeah. We're saying half of them have kids. So what's that number? 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion. I'm going to have you analyze uh, Disney and then analyze Netflix And then you let me know uh, what you think about each investment. So go ahead and and talk us through your analysis of um, which one are you going to analyze first? Uh, Disney. Disney. Okay. And and just so you all know, Danny was here and it took me about 10 minutes to teach him how to analyze stocks. Yeah. And he's about to... Re- walk us through what he's learned during our time together. And remember, you guys, it was 10 minutes to teach him how to analyze stocks. So yes, walk us through Disney. All right. So there's three categories that you want to focus on. It's financials, the analysis, and then now list price targets. Mm-hmm. So with the financials in 2016, their revenue was $55.63 billion. Mm-hmm. And then they went down only a little bit in 2017 to $55.14 billion. Mm-hmm. Then in 2018, they boosted up about $4, million, $4 billion to $59.43 billion. Mm-hmm. And then they boosted up $10 billion in 2019. Phenomenal. So if you see a good amount of growth in the revenue, yep. that's one of the check marks of the three. That means it's a pretty good stock. Yes. And for the analysis... There's five categories, strong buy, buy, hold, underperform, and sell. So the strong buy, if it's close by there, it's strongly recommended that you buy it. For number two, currently it's at 2.1 is what Disney's at. Mm -hmm. And if it's under 2.5, then that's most likely a buy. Yes. And then hold is where if it's around the three range or over 2.5, you want to wait and see what happens. And underperform is where it's most likely... You want to sell, and then five is just sell it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to be out. <laughs> so on the analyst price targets, which mm-hmm. is 24 people, mm-hmm. 
the low is 103 mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. is what someone said, and mm-hmm. the high is 163, which someone said. Mm-hmm. The average of what they should be making is 139, mm-hmm. and the current is 138.36. I see. So the current is under the average, mm-hmm. just by a little bit, but mm-hmm. still it's under, so that's another check mark. Yep. So since you have three check marks, you really, really, really want to buy Disney stock. You absolutely do want to buy Disney stock. And this was a phenomenal analysis. Anytime you, wow, I'm so proud of you for being able to now look at any company stock. And believe it or not, any company, you literally can pull up any company and you're going to be able to perform this exact analysis to be able to determine if it's a good investment or not. So now let's shift or let's transition over to Netflix. So yes, uh, so we just completed the analysis with uh, Disney. So now walk us through Netflix. Okay, so this is the financials for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Their revenue in 2016 was 8.83 billion. 2017 was 11.7 billion. 2018 was 15.8 billion, and 2019 is 20.16 billion. So they've been going up around three billion each year, mm. which is uh, very good growth. So that's a check mark on that. Yes. The analysis is at 2.3. So it's closer to buy and it's under 2.5. Mm-hmm. So that's another check. Yes. And then the analyst price targets, which 39 people said, mm-hmm. is the average is 547.53 and the current is 482.84. So there's a big margin there between the current and the average. So you definitely want to go for that. So it's an excellent investing it, it, in Netflix. Yes, it's it, it's absolutely excellent investing in Netflix. You know, you as Danny is going through this, I like um, I can't believe it because he's fourteen years old, and being this young, being an investor, he's going to build a tremendous amount of wealth over his lifetime, right? And Danny, with what you learned today. Do you think any of your friends will be able to learn it? Yes. I want you to do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Any friend of yours that is interested in investing, show them the app, right? Okay. Have them download it and teach them exactly what I taught you Mm -hmm. and encourage them to get, whether it's Stockpile or Cash App, Yes. Just so you know, I think Stockpile even charges money, but Cash App doesn't. But mm-hmm. I don't know if Cash App has a custodial account because Stockpile has a custodial account and then it allows mom and dad to be able to kind of approve your purchases. Yeah, Cash App has one main profile that mm-hmm. links to your bank account. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I have a PayPal account mm-hmm. and anything from my Cash App will go to the debit card ah, that I have. I see. And on there, I'm pretty sure I haven't tried it on Cash App, but you can buy stocks. Yes. I don't know if you can sell them on there. Mm. I think you can. And any money you make will go into your Cash App balance, which you can transfer to your account. You definitely can. So yes, Cash App has a brokerage account, meaning that you can buy and sell investments. But as we talked about today, we don't like sell investments until we really don't like, you know, until it's a sell in our analysis or Mm -hmm. until we don't love the company anymore. Right. Yeah. So then we are long term investors. 
because when you're investing, you want to build wealth over time. Well, Danny, uh, thank you so much for uh, this opportunity. It was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs>